Fourth of July is coming right up. We're all excited and we're ready to hoot and holler. Amen. Who's got a scripture this morning? We've got to have a scripture to open up this morning. Right? It says, wherever two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst of them. And where? how many are we this morning? So God is showing up this morning because his word is true. It doesn't fall to the ground, right? That's right. Amen. No favorite scriptures? Come on. Ray's looking. Ray's looking. Where's uh, Where's my friend here? All right. Everything's quiet now. Quiet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your favor this morning. The joy of the Lord is in this house. The favor, the strongholds are being broken. The heavens are changing. The blessings are coming upon us. There's hope for the day. There's hope for the future. Disparity is gone. Amen. We just declare that there is freedom in the house of the Lord this morning. We declare that if you want to get up and shake your hands into the heavens, it's okay. If you want to raise your voice and you want to dance and sing, we declare it's okay. Amen? Because God likes the spontaneous things to happen with His children. He likes the, the places and the seasons of time where we just let go and we worship Him and we thank Him for the goodness of who He is. Amen? So we can get real quiet. Or we can get loud and get free. Right. Amen? Yes. It sounds to me like you guys want to get loud and get free this morning Amen. and to Amen. just enjoy the presence of the Lord. Praise God. So I'm with you. So that's what we're going to do this morning. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm glad to hear that you're all excited. Well, those of you that weren't with us last week, God was really ministering to us about worship. Um, he said some revolutionary things. I think they're revolutionary because I hadn't thought of it before. I totally understood that in the 70s, God began to usher in another measure of worship. I went from all my life coming to church, looking at the three numbers on the walls. As a child or younger kid, you know, I'd look through the book to see what those songs were going to be. I'd check out the numbers where my grandma might be chatting with somebody to see what we were going to be singing that day. And we sang the songs. And a man would stand up, and he was the worship leader, and he would sing. And sometimes it was a cappella. And sometimes if it was accompanied, it was by an organ or a piano. Right? Anybody had that experience? Okay. If you're in New England, some worship is done the very same way that I'm telling you. Right now, it's going on in churches across America. But in the 70s, there was a movement, a movement of God. And when the movement of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, it was called, some called it the charismatic movement. That kind of came after the Jesus movement. And people were becoming stirred. They wanted to stand in the presence of God. They wanted to do more than sing a hymn. They just wanted to get in his presence and kind of soak up like a sponge his presence. And they wanted to convey their love in their heart. And so they started singing. And pretty soon, the revelation was given to worship leaders and to pastors and and the leaders of churches in America, something, a revelation was given about the tabernacle of David. And we can read about that in the Bible. How many know about the tabernacle of David? If you don't know about it, it's okay. We're going to learn about it today, quickly. 
the tabernacle of David, David was like passionate. David was a passionate kind of guy. David was a guy that was free. He was no sissy. Come on. The people would say, David, uh, you know, uh, Saul has uh, slayed his thousands and, and David has slayed his ten thousands. What I'm saying is he's a mighty warrior. Come on. He, he was acquainted with war. So he wasn't a sissy. He wasn't a sissy. But he loved to worship. And God gave him the idea. And, and he so wanted to build a house for God. And he didn't get to. But he made it a tent. And they put the Ark of the Covenant in there. And then he appointed, he appointed singers. And they had huge choirs. Amazing choirs. And then he said, let's, let's get the lyre. Let's find all the instruments we've got and let's use them. And then it continued on and they would sing. He had enough choirs going that they worshipped day and night. It never stopped. Because he had a revelation of what's going on where? In heaven right now. It's going on 24-7. 24-7 it's going on in heaven. And he wanted to be free. And he wanted to set the people free. And we have a, we, there's a place in the Bible that it says, David danced in the town with nothing more on than his loincloth. That's how exuberant he was. He didn't even care. What that really means to us is he didn't care who was looking. Come on. He didn't have any man fear. He didn't care what they thought about what he was wearing. And that's the freedom. And that's in the 1970s, 80s, 90s. It began to flow across America. And the tabernacle of David, we were like, yes, we want that kind of freedom. We want to clap. Lonnie and I, have, we worshipped uh, in many places outside of America in various countries, third world nations. I don't know if there's, I don't know. But anyway, everybody worships differently. Some people sing off key. It doesn't matter to God. Because when I visited heaven, those same people were up there, and my voice didn't particularly change, other than I had more freedom to sing. And everybody was welcoming, and it makes the most harmonious sound you've ever heard. It is complete harmony. God makes it harmonious. It never stops. And I think I told some of you last week, it's crazy. It's loud. You can hear it everywhere from miles away, miles that we would, I'm using human ter earthly terms, you know, distance, like you could hear it miles away. You could hear the whole choir. You could hear individual voices. You could actually know which person was singing, and they can hear you that way. What I'm telling you is there's no limitations in heaven. There's no limitations that this earthly tent that we're in right now, you know, we have our limitations of the body. But so all this worship in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, it produced what we see now, Hosanna Integrity. There are more Christian musicians started coming forth, and we saw other kinds of instruments being used in the house of God. Last week, I pulled out the djembe, and there's, there's something there. There's a rainmaker. There's tambourines. There's some shofars around this room. And God was inviting us last week. He says, I, it, it, this is the powerful statement. It's powerful to me because I've been so busy working 
on other things that God's called me to that I haven't had time to research it. But he said, I want you to leave the past behind, and I want to bring the people forward in worship. And I said, well, some of us really aren't even getting with the David Tabernacle worship. Okay? Some of us are still limited. I asked Lonnie, I I secretly asked him one night, a a couple of weeks ago, I said, "Uh, Lonnie, if you did something different in worship, like in freedom of expression, what would that look like? He's like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, kind of like, heaven forbid, we'd see a man carrying and waving a flag, Lonnie. Okay? Like, 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 like God's saying, he says, why are you asking me this? I said, because you're my first candidate. He wants me to tell the people in the body about this. And I'm testing it out on you. Bless his heart. And this is what God said. He said, I want you to leave the past. Because, and I said, okay, so that means we're going somewhere. Where are we going? He said, I'm opening the door. And he used the term pilgrims. He said, and I'm bringing pilgrims to the tabernacle of God. He said, you're going to leave the tabernacle of David, and I'm going to reveal to you the worship in the tabernacle of God. Now, for years, before it was even popular in media or reading about it in charisma, and this goes back years, I know any intercessor that was in here will remember, we started praying on earth as it is in heaven. We began to pray it. The intercessors would meet here several times a week, and we would pray on earth as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. About three years later, we walked into somebody, and they were praying for the same thing, and they had the same revelation. Because that's in our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's part of the, the Father's prayer, on earth as it is in heaven. And that should be our cry, that that's manifesting, not just in our midst, but in our hearts, because we are earthen vessels. (laughs) We are jars of clay, if you've heard that term. You've heard Paul said, these are tents, these bodies are tents, and we are body, soul, and spirit. That means our bodies can move, our soul can be joyous or cry or shout or whatever, and we've got our spirit, We've got our spirit that touches God. So we've got to let our spirit man have authority and rule over us. And that means casting out all fear because perfect love casts it all out. So we asked last week, what would you think? What would you do? And then people were like, what do you mean? (laughs) And we talked about it. We talked about clapping. There are so many scriptures It talks about when we clap in the Old Testament, researching some of the words uh, clap means when every clap of the hands or the tambourines together or cymbals is destroying demonic forces of darkness. So I likened it to every time I clap, I'm, I'm getting rid of one of those devils that like to hang around and hassle all of us, right? 
So I love to clap. But I can't clap while I'm at the piano. Judy can't clap while she's strumming the guitar. You get it? I just want to be free. And he told me that I was in ruts. And he wanted me to learn new expressions of worship. Come on. Are you excited? And I want to say that you guys did last week. You entered in, and we entered into a new place. And we are headed for the tabernacle of God. And we talked about what that means. That means when you're in that place, what I saw when the worship is going on in heaven, it affects everything. It's creative. It never stops. It's loud, but at the same time, go figure this, you can find a quiet place with that kind of music that Lonnie likes, the twinkle tone music that everybody's like, oh, oh, I like that music. It's so soft, and it's... And it just makes you feel so good. And like, ooh, I like it loud. I like to crank it. I like something vibrant and passionate and zealous. But we work it out. So just like we do in worship, there's all styles of music. Music is a universal language. Everybody understands it. They may not know the words to a song, but when Lonnie and I are in Egypt or we were in other places where we didn't know the languages and we were worshiping with people, and vice versa. What about the Brazilians that crowded this place about three or four years ago? They couldn't speak English, but they entered into the worship. It's a universal language that we can all understand. The Word of God says, come and worship me in spirit and truth, because he's spirit. He's a lot more than that. He's everything. But when we worship and when we enter into the tabernacle of God, it's like going out. I likened it to when we throw a stone in a pond and you see ripples. I'm not a scientist, that's for sure. I'll leave that up to the rest of you engineers and and very intelligent people. But when we utter a sound and notes in heaven, it has an action like that. Only... It doesn't just get to the edge of a pond. Because in heaven, it's forever and ever and ever. And it's infinite. And there's no end. And it continues and it continues to manifest and grow. How awesome is that? We can actually be a part of that. You actually are a part of it. When you release it. During uh, the past periods of time and, and the Davidic tabernacle, we've even heard on rare occasions, uh, maybe more often today, but at first it was rare, where the people would be down here and there was an instrument somewhere and it began to play by itself. Because angels had joined in. And the instruments began to worship God. Amen? It's not spooky. That's power. That's powerful. I love that. I want more of it. I can't tell you how blessed my socks were. I blessed my socks off. I don't have any on today. Are you getting it? They're gone because of what I saw in here last. I saw freedom. I saw freedom. And here we come into July 4th week, uh, you know, the July 4th week. And we're talking freedom, and it just, it's just right time. It's the right time 
I don't care what anybody says. I'm so old. I <laughs> I know how this nation was founded. Okay? This is a Christian nation. I want the old folks here that know that. I want you guys to know that. This is a Christian nation. It was not founded on religiosity principles. It was founded on Christian principles. And it was founded because pilgrims came here to practice their religion with freedom. That's what this country was founded on. So these are the roots of even the nation you live in. I can't be still anymore. I've got to move. I've got to be free. I've got to worship God in spirit and truth. I've got to have no freedoms. Uh, I was taking a picture of worship last week, which is posted if you don't know what happened. I, I took a 58-second video because I didn't want to stop my own, my own freedom I was experiencing from not having to be playing the keyboard. So I wanted to take a picture, and I had two flags. I handed them to Mr. Ray right here. Uh, in our midst, and he's like, what? I don't do flags. I go, you don't do flags? Hold the flag. I can't hold two flags, my phone, and take pictures at the same time. So I just ignored him, and I shoved it. The second one I took, so, so I went and took one other quick video. That time I handed him both flags, okay? And then I disappeared. Pretty soon I got on the video. This is what he was doing. He was figuring out the Spirit of God had taken over a man with a flag, hallelujah, a man getting touched by the Spirit of the tabernacle of God, moving out, and we just talked that David was no sissy. So no man with a flag or some other expression of worship is a sissy. We're going to get rid of that kind of thinking right now. Zeal for my house. About six weeks ago, God just asked me a question. Where is the zeal for my house? And I wasn't going to answer that very quick. I was going to take it personal. I was, I was going to ponder it. And I began to dig. And this is where we're headed. We're releasing the zeal. We talked about... If you're saved, is Christ living in you? How many have Jesus living in them? How many have the Holy Spirit living in them? And God said, he was telling me as he was speaking this to me, he said, they don't realize it, but they're holding me back. They're holding me back. They don't realize it. They think they're holding themselves back. They think because of their fears and because of pride and whatever, but, but they don't realize, they think it's all about themselves, but it's really about me getting freedom to express myself in their body with their emotions and do things they've never done before. To ascend the stairs just like the angels do and descend, that's what this means. Heaven on earth, the tabernacle of God. God wants a place he can dwell 
a temple made without hands. You're also the temple of the living God. And he wants worship coming up in praise. Amen? And we expressed that last week. And I, it was so much was going on, I couldn't even keep up with it because I, I, I uh, was just having my own celebration with God. And as much as we have been attacked personally, look at what our country has been attacked and is currently being attacked in. And as we, as we worship today, God has planted us in this nation. Some of you, some of you are new citizens. Just last year. Jesus. That sister right there is a citizen of the United States of America. Of the United States of America. People, our, our younger generation do not understand. People have died for this freedom and for this nation. It happened from the beginning. And so those acts of unselfishness. So I want us. I want to hear. Are there any testimonies of what you experienced last week? I, I I'm going to go over to this guy because I saw this guy doing stuff. Whoa. Last week was just amazing. The freedom and lack of fear that I felt, and being able to just let it go, it was. <laughs> and then this week, before we even started, we we did it again. So I'm looking forward to what worship today will be. Amen. Amen. Anybody over there? Christopher? I Yeah, look, he's smiling. He's happy. Ah, yeah. Um, truly, though, it, it really was uh, a similar experience in that letting things go and just not worrying about anything and the music's that loud and you just kind of, kind of just get into it. Lord, enjoying his presence, just telling him you love him. I saw a man with a flag last week. What about you? You know, somebody actually got up and testified that they received a healing. They had a rotator cuff that had been causing them so much problem, they couldn't lift their hands up. And they were able to, they were lifting their hands up and everything was healed. Yeah, I'm finding that I'm not so concerned about what other people think of me. So, hey, I, that's different for me. It's different. We've gone to another place. What did you experience, Val? Well, I finally figured out how to uh, start my barbecue without a problem. Well, <laughs> a little bit of kerosene in the house and a little bit of paper, a paper bag. I put a little bit of that in there. Okay, so she's lighting fires. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> She's lighting fires. Fires of the Spirit. Come on, light the fire in our hearts. Light the fire in our hearts. What happened to you last week? I know you're a worshiper, but was there anything else that blessed you? Well, I think I had mentioned last week that it's been my prayer for years since I've been coming here that we would be a worshiping church. And for years, I was... And again, I don't take this wrong, but I was the only one that got up and danced. And I kept on wondering, come on, come on, folks, let's get with it. Let's get with it. And uh, 
I saw it burst forth last week, and you you were talking about new expressions of worship. And so maybe the next step, are you ready for this, gang? I don't know. Maybe the next step is choreographed worship dancing. Choreographed Davidic dancing like I used to teach years ago. There you go. So, again, this is a breakthrough, and we got and we got to keep moving forward. And I just want to thank you all for finally letting me let me see what I've been praying for for so long. Yes. So prayers answered. Prayers answered. And I see this little gal over here. Oh, did she bless my heart? These two little gals were awesome. We brought down the house for sure, didn't we? Yeah. We were all in harmony, and we definitely felt free, and I was free. Thank you for everything you taught me. Well, yes, but he's working through you. And when we left, we had God flow through our tummies like the water, and we were blessing other people. It was just wildflowers. So thank you to my church family. We had a blast. Awesome. We talked about you not only have... Godhead living in you, my goodness, amazing. We let him, we let him minister, and that's what she just talked about. She said the water in her, what Jesus said, rivers of living water coming. Mayim Kayim. Oh, hey, we just learned. Look, we're learning Hebrew right here. Mayim Kayim, rivers of living water will come out of your bellies and flow. I'm telling you, the river was flowing in here. You could actually float in it. That's how high it got, if you wanted to float. So we talked about fears. People said their greatest hindrance was fear. How many of you got set free from some of those fears last week? Yeah. And, and then uh, little missies over there, they went over and found my tom-tom up there with a the djembe, one of my favorite instruments. Everybody worshipped, and there's tambourines, and there's flags back there, and you've got your hands clapping, and every single one of you has an instrument. If, you, if somebody says, can you play an instrument, and you say, no, I, I don't play any instrument. Yes, you can. You can sing. You can sing. That is your instrument. It's your voice. Everybody has that in heaven. Everybody. Everybody has that voice. Bonnie was worshiping. Bonnie had flags in her hand. And we're believing for a miracle healing for Bonnie. Amen? We're, not, we're going to keep contending. Amen? So as we worship today, as we, again, because we're not going to go back. And, and Brian, please go up there and play the drums while we're worshiping. Please. You can start now, buddy, because we're going to start doing it. But as we sing, the first song we're going to sing, oh, I want to give you some scriptures. That's why I have my phone here. Here, let me, um, let me get to that. Can I ask Norman if we're going to do choreography in our dance? Can I take measurements for all the men so we can have loincloths when we dance? <laughs> give, me the phone. give me that back. <laughs> Come on, I can see some of y'all in that. Y'all. <laughs> That's hilarious. I will not say who said that. Um, here, hold on a second. You think I'm kidding? I'll meet you after service. (laughs) 
Before we do, there, there's all forms of worship. We talked about that last. We talked about that last week. There's all forms of worship, but um, I do want to quote something because some of you have been laboring this week, so, so much. And one of the things that um, Billy Graham, as I was looking up worship scriptures, he said, "Billy Graham, I love Billy Graham, and he's worshiping with us in heaven today." If we're joining the tabernacle of God, we're worshiping with Billy. And he said that one of the highest highest forms of worship was selfless service to the body of Christ and to humanity. Unselfish service. And some of you have been really laboring. Uh, Nobody in this room knows who you are, but I do. I know what you have been doing. I know you've been putting in about 20 hours a day, seriously, working night and day, serving unselfishly. And I want to thank you, and I would like all the rest of you to thank them. They don't want your... They don't want you to know who they are. They're not looking for credit, but I want to. Let's give them a hand right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love what I see for all the things people are doing for one another. Oh, we're entering into some powerful places. We entered into some Acts 2 stuff last week. Come on. So I'm really excited. So here's, here's some scriptures we can start with, and let's stand. I want to tell you what's up here. So, so there's a rainmaker and tambourines, and there's these flags. Those aren't for decoration. And uh, there's that big flag, if you so feel. And here's a drum. And Brian, Brian, if you'd come up, please, because it's all set up. He's got the sound all regulated. So when you feel the moving of the spirit. And... There's flags, and just come out, find room, and just, as Lonnie would say, express yourself before God. Amen? So let's, uh, let's start with Psalm 150. Chris, we're ready to begin. Um. Psalms 150, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens, praise him for his mighty deeds, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise him with trumpet sound, praise him with lute, praise him with harp, praise him with tambourine and dance, praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen? Take the bar away. Let's go. Oh, 
trumpets that shall never sound retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer and be jubilant, my feet. His truth is marching
showed me the video of worship last week on Facebook. And, you know, I look terrible. I look terrible. No, wait, wait a second. Let me, let me uh, caveat this. 
I looked terrible. But my wife said to me, you know what? You're loving the Lord. You're in your own world, and you don't care what you think about or what, you, or what you're doing. And so when we're up there, we're not looking at each other. We're not looking around to see are we getting approval. We're there to worship the Lord. And we might not all have the moves we used to have. I know I don't. But I do, I do know that I just want to serve him and bless him. And the only person I care about looking on is him. And so let's remember that when we're out there, we're not looking around. We're not questioning what's going on. Just praise the Lord. Just let yourself go. And if I can do it with the way I look dancing, anybody can do it. Praise the Lord. You make God smile. You make, you make Father smile. Abba is smiling today. Abba is smiling today. I'm smiling. My cheeks are hurting. I'm smiling and being happy in the presence of the Lord. Yes. Well, um, I didn't know quite why I always help people, but it has come to my heart that it's, it's something that the Lord helps me work through me. Um, so thank you all for helping me realize, like, it's very special. young woman over there, when I walked in, said, good morning, gorgeous. And I said, wow, I haven't been called that in a long time. And she says, well, you're a wonderful free-spirited person, and bless you. So I wanted to, to let everyone know this week I had a scare of my own, um, which I did a lot of, a lot of praying. Sat there in my home and, and had my incense and my, my um, essential oils and whatnot and just did a lot of praying for myself. Um, I went to have a mammogram and ended up having to go back for many more tests. So the tests did come back okay, but my thought was, God, I don't want to go yet. I have too much to do here. Yeah. So, God is good. Bless all of you. Amen. He is. He's so wonderful. And, you know, we talked, remember we talked last week, I shared with you when um, I had been introduced at first to a different form of worship than I was used to. Uh, one of my friends, I saw that she, this is what she did. She, she stood with both her hands palm up and just with her eyes closed. So finally I dared ask her. I'd seen some other people doing that, and I said, um, like, I just want to ask you, like, why do you do that? And she says, well, um, I close my eyes because I don't want any distractions. I just want to focus on the Lord. And she says, and then, like, uh, in my mind's, you know, in my mind's eye, I can see, you know, he can reveal things to me. And when my hands are out like that, I've had experiences where my hands get hot. And they start to feel warm. And then they get hot. And then sometimes they tingle. And she says, I, I just feel he's there and he's blessing me with, like, something. And I'm supposed to reach out like this during service. You've seen me do that. And I said, yeah. And she says, then sometimes I just might, if, if there's no room for me to come out, I might just quickly tap 
my hand on someone and release it and release it and release healing. And you've seen me do that. And I said, yes. So that was one of the first things that I did. You know, if I didn't dare come out of my seat, you know, and sometimes the, 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 the rows were so full because the move of God that was produced through this change of worship, they started, people started coming out of the woodwork. You know why? It's because the ripple pond effect. As you get free, we're releasing freedom outside these doors. So that when you make the invitation, hey, come hang out with me at church, they're like, hey, maybe I will. You know? And they just come. They start coming. And they experience freedom. I'm telling you, we have so many fears on us. And when people can come into an atmosphere, when the atmosphere changed today, and, it's, and, and fear is driven out, and people are free, I mean, how awesome is that? I mean, some people have psychosis that keeps them in their homes, and they can't get out. They're afraid to get out the door. What a safe place it becomes. It becomes Father's house. It's the house of safety. There's no fears. We don't have to fear one another. It's just love flowing. So that might be something else. Uh, one time, uh, what, uh, I know some people, and it's happened to me too, um, has anybody here ever experienced doing that and their hands actually produced some kind of oil in the palm of your hand? Yeah, like an anointing oil started to come. It started to glisten. Just go and touch. You don't have to, like, do something. Just release it. When they touched you, just a touch from Jesus changes everything. It changes everything. Just a touch. Just a touch. Just a touch of his garment. Ask that, ask that gal that had for 18 years <laughs> been going to doctors and spending all her money and it was hopeless and she just touched his, just a touch of his garment. Changed everything. So I just am so blessed uh, by your courage because it takes courage to break out of fear. You've got to kind of kick. God has unlocked the cell door He's unlocked the door, but you've got to kick it open and get through there. And if you don't have the power to kick it on, slip through however you can. Sneak on by that door and come out and get in the river of God because it's a river of glory. And things are changing. Those weren't just words we're singing. The atmosphere is changing. So um, are we bringing our offering? I'd love us to do that as part of our worship. As part of our worship, we should that, should, that is part of our worship. And we're going to receive our offering today. I want to, last week we had two offerings. We'll have it again. If anybody's here that didn't get a chance to give last week, we all know that um, our sister in Christ uh, has been in a place some of us would call between a rock and a hard place. But when we are there, that's when faith grows, isn't it? That's when faith grows. And last week we had a time frame that we had to, re, uh, we had to come up with $5,600. 
And I want to tell you that uh, we took the offering last Sunday, and as of last Sunday, I believe it was $2,400. Wasn't it the end of the day? Around last Sunday. Just last Sunday. And then the Lord had me, the Lord was showing me that, like the parable of feeding the 5,000. Remember, they didn't have any fast food. We talked about that. There was no fast food places. They couldn't go. Jesus says, we need to feed these people. Well, we've been to Israel. Some of you have been on that trip. And there still isn't any fast food places around where they were hanging out. It's barren. And they're like, what do you mean feed the people? We don't have any food. We're talking 5,000 people here. Look at this crowd. A little boy in their midst had a basket. And he had a couple of fish. And he had five little loaves of bread. And he says, well, I've got this. And he was willing to give it. And they took it. And Jesus says, well, start breaking it apart. And the supernatural blessing came upon those baskets. And by the time they were done feeding all those people, they came back and they had 12 baskets full left over. Go figure that. You see, that's God's economy. When we just move by faith with whatever little we have. And so we said out there, some of you said, we're just asking people that we know for $1. I don't know. I haven't been told how much has been collected. Some people went out and got some cans and they turned them in. Some powerful stories of things that are going on. But, I, but during the week, so I put it on my Facebook page. I've never done anything like that before. And I, I didn't even know how it would be re- received, you know. But by faith, I put it out there, and people began to contact me. And they are still contacting me. And they, somebody far away. So I'm saying it's coming from the West Coast to the East Coast. Is that beautiful? That isn't just a basket we passed here. It's a basket that's gone out in the body of Christ. And it's just another sign. I want to tell you, it is a sign. I don't need a sign to know. But I want you to know what's happening. I've been tell- We've been ministering for over a year that the move of God, don't talk about it as if it's coming in the future because it's now. It's now. When... When a river starts to flow, it's got to start somewhere. And it's, it's, it's going to start with a trickle. And it's going to increase. And it's going to move and move and move until it can cover the... This is a spiritual river. It's going to cover the entire earth. Uh, saved and, and unsaved alike. Uh, God isn't, you know, he doesn't play favorites. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. And he wants all of humanity to get in this and receive him and be part of this move. And then it dawned on me when these things started coming in the mail and what have you, and people dropping them off at the mailbox, and it was such a beautiful thing. Do you know what you've been part of? We just had Pentecost. We knew that Pentecost this year was releasing something more than we've ever had in mankind's experience. Even, even the disciples, because this is going to be bigger. We needed more than we've had. You're in an Acts 2 moment. Acts 2, where when there was a need in the body, even if it was a church or somebody in another church far away, they took what they had. They sold properties. They did all sorts of things to take care of the need. 
that's what we read in Acts 2. Some of you have really stepped into that anointing. Do you know what kind of an anointing is? You, you, it's like the widow and the widow's oil. You, you take what you had and it never ends. It will not stop. You're sowing into something that will not only... I, I don't want to just get the focus with the, you know, oh, we're giving out and it's coming back to me. I, I don't want you to have that focus because when you can give, regardless if it came back to you, that's really giving. Come on. Far too long we've preached about if we give, oh, we get the blessings. I want you to give like God gives. I want you to give like God gives. He gave everything, right? He gave his son. Jesus gave everything. And that is really giving. So I've seen you enter in. You're giving like that. I love it. It's precious in his eyes. And so, Father, with that, we just bless We lift up this, and we do say it is blessed. It is blessed to give in Jesus' name. Oh, and if anybody didn't get a chance, oh, I want to tell you as he brings up the basket, some of you are wondering what's happening. We had the date, and that date got changed middle of the week. So it has been, the bank extended it to, um, not because, because, you know, it was set in stone, and then they changed it. It wasn't because she asked them to, um, to July 27th. And we have more time to meet this need. And we're well on our way. We're well on our way. And so I want you to know that she is um, moving out. She has to move out right now. And so in one sense, she's homeless, but... She is, um, in that sense, but the beauty is she's in a temporary home. She's uh, been given a temporary home and housing, um, and that it's temporary, albeit, but all sorts of blessings coming up on that, that household that has received you with open arms, and we just bless them, and we bless you. And I know you want to share something before we go today quickly, but... Uh, we're going to receive our offering first, and then Pastor has an exhortation. Oh, you're good? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, let's bring our offering.
Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Now, this morning is friends and family, so make sure you go next door and you sit across from someone and be a good listener. Build relationship. And maybe we'll get Judy. Maybe we'll get Judy next Sunday. When when Jedediah, hang on just for a second. When Jedediah used to lead worship, every time... Every time Jed would pick the song, Let It Rain, it would rain that Sunday. So maybe we'll find the song, Let It Rain, and you can show us the rain dance next Sunday. Okay, how long have you been married to Tom? Okay, now wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you remember when you kissed him the first time? 